Time now for The Real Estate Connection with Stephen Thayard, a realtor and certified probate and real estate specialist. Whether you're a first-time homebuyer or a seasoned investor looking to downsize, move up, or refinance, this program is for you. From probate sales to landscape design to home repairs and maintenance, this is your weekly look into all things real estate. Now your host for the Real Estate Connection, Stephen Thayard. Hey everybody, welcome to the Real Estate Connection with your podcast real estate broker, Stephen Thayard, brought to you by Good Patriot Realty, a salute to home ownership. I want to thank you for joining me on the show. It is the end of the year. It is the end of the year. That's right. It is time to celebrate the birth of Jesus and to be thankful for the blessings of the year. It's December 2nd, 2021. Can you believe it? We're almost through an entire year of the 21st year of the new century. Un believable december 20 december 2nd 2021 unreal unreal and we're getting ready to roll into 2022 so with that being said today's topic of the podcast is 2021 in review and what's next for 2022 what we're going to do is we're kind of going to take a 30,000 foot look at what happened in the real estate market uh, for 2021 and where I personally think the market is heading into 2022. And I'm getting distracted because my white shirt is blending into the background. It's weird. Uh, but anyway, uh, we're just going to keep on rolling. Good Lord Almighty. There's a reset button. Okay. So if you guys are new to the show and you've never uh, watched this uh, podcast before or listened to it and you want to listen to it or watch it again, hit me up. Send me an email right now at info at realestateconnectionradio.com. That's info at realestateconnectionradio.com with your name and your email address. And I'd be happy to add you to the podcast distribution list. Or if you just want to find it directly, head on over to Apple Podcasts and look for the Real Estate Connection. Um, it'll be a picture of a mic, a radio mic in gray. Or on uh, Podbean, you'll see a picture of me in the blue background with a cowboy hat on. And you'll be able to find it. Just go on over there and uh, lock it in, load it on in, and uh, just take a look. All right, and then join up, and that way you don't have to miss another episode of The Real Estate Connection. So again, I'm glad you're joining me today as we review 2021 and look at what's next for going on in 2022. So let's go. In regards to 2021, it was crazy. It was a crazy year. We were rolling off of 2020. Um, we had a contentious presidential election. 
Um, there was a lot of fighting going around the country as to who won or who didn't win and was there cheating or non-cheating. And there was just kind of this big royal of what was going on in the world in, in, the, in politics. And also uh, with the change of administration, what was going to happen to the economy? And there was a little bit of uncertainty in the air along with the pandemic and whether or not we were going to head back into lockdowns. Um, what the uh, vaccination was going to bring to the marketplace and whether or not interest rates were going to stay low uh, or all that good stuff. So we kind of were rolling into 2021 without a lot of uh, with a lot of change on the horizon. A lot of people thought things were going to stay status quo and move forward. And a lot of people were rooting for the big change and the big change happened. And so we were all sitting around. Uh, asking ourselves what was going to take place as far as our economy and how the real estate market was going to respond to all this uh, turmoil and upheaval in the market. Um, so, but with that being said, what did happen is interest rates stayed low. We did not go into a hard lockdown again. Uh, inventory stayed low as well. And we saw real estate continue to climb, climb, climb over 2021. What did change was because we were not in lockdowns, people were back to work and started traveling again. We also saw certain states open up completely. Um, people started uh, using their money for discretionary spending, such as going out to eat, going out to dinner, um, going to concerts and doing things of that nature. And so all that money that was being saved um, in big ways was starting to get spent again uh, in the market. And then what also happened in 2021 that a lot of us may not have seen coming were two issues that dramatically, actually three issues that dramatically affected the economy. One, the first one and the big one is inflation. We had inflation hit and rise like we had not seen in about four years. Uh, it started to tick up slowly, 2.1%, 2.3%, .1 then 3%, then 3.5%, then 4%, then 5%, and now it's around about 5.1%. And so with the cost of living and the cost of goods and services going up, um, this takes away and uh, makes it harder for people to save money. So two things hit um, that uh, really started to suck cash out of people's pocketbooks. And that was the fact that they were able to go out and do the things that they were not able to do in 2020, such as entertainment, uh, travel, um, and, um, and, and, and eating out, but also the cost of goods and services went up. I mean, who doesn't remember watching the price of lumber steadily, steadily climb up, 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 and up, and then um, seeing the pricing of houses or building decks or fences go through the roof, right? So uh, essentially go through the roof, which was the first indication of the second piece that started to drag down or pull cash out of people's bank accounts, and that was supply chain issues. So with supply chain issues, um, just like anything else in an economy when you're dealing with a supply and demand, the demand did not go down, right? Actually, the demand started to go up because people were moving about more freely in this economy in 2021. 
and the supply of goods um, was shrinking because we couldn't get them delivered. Um, we had a truck driver shortage, um, whatever the reasons were. There's tons of uh, theories on the table, but the fact of the matter remains that there was a supply issue, a supply chain issue. So when you went to go get something that you normally would get in 24 to 48 hours, it was maybe taking a week. And so with that drag on time and the demand for that, that goods still being up there, the pricing of uh, goods started to climb up, which also was an effect on inflation. Now, some will argue that the stimulus payments that went out um, in 2020 and 2021 contributed to this factor where you had a lot of people making a lot of money without having to really do anything and then flooding the economy with cash um, that that's going to cause inflation. Now, in theory, that is correct. If you think if you any of you have taken any economics classes, when you have a lot of cash rolling around in the marketplace, then the prices of goods and services is going to go up because cash is just easy to uh, to ask for because it's floating around out there, right? Um, so um, that could affect pricing as well, but that's a debate that um, people can have. The, the fact of the matter remains that there, one, was inflation, it went up. Uh, two, we had supply chain issues in regards to um, getting goods, goods delivered around the country. And number three, the big, big, big one um, was that, uh, the price of gasoline started to rise all around the nation. So if you were in a state like California or a state like New York, where you might have a lot of taxes on top of the gas prices, your gas prices were going through the roof. And so what happens with that? Well, it costs more money to put gasoline in your tank uh, for an individual to get around, but it also costs more money for um, a distributor to load up goods on a truck or a van or a train or an airplane to move goods around the country. Now, when the cost of delivering goes up, what happens? It gets passed along to the consumer because anybody in business is not just going to go, oh, well, you know, uh, it cost me instead of $300 to fill the tank to uh, deliver these goods on my truck. Now it's $600. I'm just going to eat that, you know, I'm just going to be, you know, a good citizen and not pass that cost along to the person I'm delivering the goods for. Well, that's not what happens because people still need to eat and need to pay their bills. And that's taking away from them being able to do that. And so what's it, what are they going to do? They're going to raise their prices for delivery. Uh, so when the prices for delivery go, go up, it trickles down and it eventually lands onto the back of the consumer. So, with the price of gasoline going up in the economy in 2021, we also saw um, additional drag on the bank accounts of buyers in the real estate market. So with inflation, supply chain issues, and the price of gasoline going up, it's starting to pull away from the ability for a buyer to save money to make a down payment on a house, which absolutely has effect on, on the real estate market. Now, did this happen overnight? Did we see a drag on the real estate market in 2021? No, we did not. And why didn't we? We had interest rates that remained historically low throughout the entire year and inventory remained low. Um, the issue was back in the first real estate crash in 2004, 2005, builders stopped building out complete developments. They just 
cut it to a halt. They didn't want to lose money. Houses weren't selling. There was a glut of supply. So they changed their approach. Now when a housing development is built, uh, a builder will go out and acquire the land and put in the infrastructure and they will sell the houses on a promise note on a contract and for construction and then they'll sell a group and they'll build them and then the people will occupy so they'll sell build occupy sell build occupy so what happened was during that time of the drag when there wasn't a lot of housing being built because of the crash um, we had a reduction in inventory from the from the building side and now we're about five years behind where we should be and it will only catch up if builders build more supply than uh, than what's needed every year for the next five years and builders are smart they're not going to build unless there's a, a demand and they're still going to go by the way they're doing things now which basically is hey go we'll, we'll build five model homes you come in you sign a contract based on what you see and then you pick your lot then you get into contract and then we finish building the house and then you move in. That's what's gonna happen and that's what's gonna keep happening. So I see as we move into a transition as to what I see in 2020, 2022, is we will still see a, a, a lack of inventory as we move into 2022. So because of the lack of inventory, because, inventory, uh, because uh, interest rates were low and people were returning back to work, uh, in 2021, the market continued to rise, right? That's what we saw. That's 2021 in a nutshell. The uh, supply was low. Um, uh, interest rates were low. Um, people were going back to work um, and the money was there. Um, and so the market continued to rise. Now, let's transition. Where do I see the market going in 2022? So now we have supply chain issues kind of solidified they haven't changed they're still in existence um, we have gas prices that haven't come down they're still going to stay high um, and we're starting to see an uptick in interest rates so with the continued drag or pull on the bank account of consumers in the united states of america due to increased gas prices due to increased cost of good and goods and services because of supply chain issues and increase in cost of goods and services due to inflation, this is going to reduce the buying power of buyers moving into 2022. However, that's gonna be pushing against an equal force of low inventory. So what does that mean? That means we will probably see a slowdown in the increase in value of homes in 2022, but we will not see a reduction in value in 2022. As interest rates go up, it reduces the buying power of consumers. They have less money to put down, and so your buying pool is going to shrink. However, the amount of houses available for sale will not go up which means they're still going to be competing for a limited supply. What does that mean to sellers? Sellers, it means when you get asking price or fair market value, consider it to be a good deal. Um, you may not be seeing multiple offers and way over asking because the buying power of the buyers has shrunk due to inflation, gas prices, and increase in, um, in interest rates. Also, you'll see buyers start to negotiate a little bit more on a home. They may ask 
for reduction in price due to repairs that are needed, whether it be related to uh, termite issues, water damage, roof, or um, major systems in the home. So if you have issues with your heat HVAC system, or you have issues with an older roof or that may need repair, or you have issues with termites that may require the house to be tented, you, please uh, listen to me. You, you will see buyers start to push to have that taken care of as part of the transaction. Now, my advice is to sellers is to go ahead and make these adjustments because getting your equity out of the home is more important than haggling over maybe five or $10,000 at the end of the day. Based on the amount of equity gains that we've seen over the last three to four years, there should be plenty of equity in your home for you to take care of these issues, walk away and still make a pretty good profit from the sale of your house. And then know also on the other side, when you're buying a home as a replacement property, that you can um, exercise the same uh, strategy as the buyers have done on you and ask for a reduction in price for other types of repair for repair items that may be in the home that you're looking to buy. Okay. So if you get into a house, you love it. It's great. The location's awesome. The layout's perfect. Um, and it's exactly what you're looking for, but there may be some deferred maintenance. Uh, go ahead and say, Hey, Mr. And Mrs. Seller, I would like for you to reduce the price of this house for the deferred maintenance items. And I'd be happy to take it off your hands and then use that savings that you just received to take care of those items right away um, so that you won't have it hanging over your head if you have to move again in the near future. So this is where I see the market going in 2022. We will see less buying power from buyers. Inventory is not going to necessarily go up. However, we probably will see less buyers in the market, especially on the fringes, those that don't have a lot of didn't have a lot of down payment to begin with because inflation, the cost of gas and supply chain issues are going to erode and eat away at down payments as they're sitting in bank accounts. Um, and also um, because interest rates are going up, it's going to cost more to borrow money, which is going to reduce the buying power of buyers. So for sellers, take fair market value. If you get a full price offer, consider it good and then Negotiate if you have to with buyers in regards to deferred maintenance. If you do not want to deal with deferred maintenance issues in the sale of your house, then get a home inspection before you put your house on the market and take care of those items up front so that it does not become a negotiation point moving forward when you're in the middle of a transaction. So I've gone through a lot and I hope that helps. If anyone has any questions about real estate and where the market may be headed in 2022, go ahead and give me a call at 408-472-0817. Again, that's 408-472-0817. Stephen Thayard, uh, your real estate broker and host of uh, the Real Estate Connection, um, sponsored by Good Patriot Realty, a salute to home ownership. Um, give me a call. I'd love to talk to you about your specific situation and how we can get the most amount of money 
out of your property when you put it for sale and to set the expectation of what you'll probably see in the marketplace when you have your house listed. It's the end of the year and people are thinking about spring and moving already. So if that's you, go ahead and give me a call, 408-472-0817. Again, 408-472-0817. And as I open my drawer and pull out my coin, I'm going to leave you guys with this. Joshua 1.9. Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. And in case you want to know the coin that I'm reading, this is it right here. I read that at the end of every show. Um, it's a little challenge coin um, that I like to carry uh, to remind me to do what I've just reminded you to do. So thank you again for joining me on another episode of the Real Estate Connection brought to you by Good Patriot Realty, a salute to home ownership. If you'd like to get in touch with Good Patriot Realty in regards to selling your home, give me a call. Stephen Thayard, your real estate uh, broker host a good, of uh, the Real Estate Connection at 408-472-0817. Again, 408-472-0817. God bless you. God bless your family. God bless the United States of America. And we'll see you next week on another episode of A Real Estate Connection. And oh, by the way, Merry Christmas. This has been The Real Estate Connection with Realtor and Certified Probate and Real Estate Specialist, Stephen Thayard. Licensed Cal BRE number 01700019. For more information on this program, visit realestateconnectionradio.com. To contact Stephen directly, call 408-472-0817 or email info at realestateconnectionradio.com. And be sure to tune in next week at this time for The Real Estate Connection.